Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, everybody. This is Todd Thorpe from the Bucks County Courier Time and the Intelligencer. I'm joined by my longtime colleague, Drew Markle, and we are talking football again here today on Game On. It's October 7th, and it's our first edition. So some people thought they were just getting a break not seeing us for the last month, but actually football <laughs> really just started in earnest last week. Um, Drew, it's been a crazy getting the season going. Um, what are your takes as we stand here on October 7th? I wonder, Todd, if there'll be, a, uh, you know, I always wonder if there'll be games on October 9th. I mean, I, I wondered for a long time if there would be games on uh, September 15th, October 2nd or whatever. Um, you know, Palisades started a couple weeks ago, got, you know, got, and they're still playing. And the Suburban, the Suburban One League, which is, you know, most of the teams at the Intel and the Courier cover, got started, um, you know, last Friday. And, you know, when you talk with the coaches and you say, oh, you know, you, you know, as uh, you know, guys like us are always thinking, oh, what about the playoffs and stuff? And every coach I've spoken to, I said, oh, you know, what do you think about, you know, the playoffs? What are you going to need to get in? And, you know, to a man, they've all said the same thing. Well, you know, we're just worried about having another game, you know, and if the playoffs get here, that'll be great. And if we get in, that'll be great. But it's more about, you know, just how everything changes with the pandemic and, can we get to the next game and how thankful they were um, that they got one in. So it's just, it, you know, it's just like the world, Todd. It's just crazy. Well, it seemed like the, the PIAA, you know, really didn't take initiative right away in setting the standard for how this was going to run. I think they were figuring it out as they went along too. Um, so sure. you really didn't know anything until late August of what was going on. And you had the governor's office saying one thing, and then you had a bunch of parents talking to politicians, complaining, saying another thing. And everybody was just trying to get together. Some schools said, no, we're not playing. Other schools said, yes, we're playing. Leagues were canceling. Other leagues were playing. Leagues came back. It was really just crazy. It was, it was, it was crazy to think that happened. And then finally it did happen. And they started practicing. And, you know, I imagine once they started playing games, things seemed a little bit more after very few. Most of the games. What do you what do you make of the fact that there hasn't been fans and you think that's really affected the, the the teams on the field? I know the parents aren't happy, the ones who aren't allowed in the stadium. But what do you make of how that's affected the game? I'm not sure it has. I mean, I thought it. You know, at first, you know, I thought it would. You know, and like in the, you know, in the first game I went to it was up in, uh, you know, the Lehigh Valley when Palisades played up there, and you know, it it's weird because you know there's police in the at the at the the gate you know, checking a list to see if you can get in. And but once, you know, and the players said this, you know, once the game started and you, you know, there'd be a big play and the only noise is from either one side, you know, one bench or the other, you know, 
after a few more series, they all said, hey, you know, it, it was football again, you know, and, and we grew up, you know, playing, you know, peewee football with no crowds and no noise. And, and now here we are and, and we're playing and our kids are into it and, you know, the other side's into it and we're, you know, we're just trying to win. So, you know, kids a lot of times, you know, they adapt, um, they adapt to things better than, than older folks do. Uh, I know the parents want to, want to see the games. I, I get it, you know. If I, if, if my, you know, son or, you know, was playing football and I couldn't go, I mean, you know, it would, you know, it would break your heart, but, you know, and I've, I've written this, you know, a lot of in the paper and, uh, and online, I, you know, at least they're playing. And that, that's what, that's what the initial goal was to let the kids play. And, you know, we're seeing that and, you know, and they're enjoying that. And that, that's the important thing. It really is. And I know last week, I was over at Pennsbury and they played um, Central Bucks East. Um, no fans were allowed in the game at all. You had the very spaced out members of the band in the seats. Uh, you had right. the on the sideline. The press box looked like there probably was a half dozen or so people in it. Um, me and a photographer roaming the stadium at will almost. But the, they actually let the parents stand outside the fences and watch from outside the fences. And I think that that, you know, in the pregame they were cheering and you could hear them. And I know the players listened. So I think that helped. But I, I do have to say that after the game, that was only Pennsbury's only home game. And I'm not sure if they're considering any contingency games um, after the five or over the five schedule or over, but that was their only, the next four weeks are on the road. And so after the game, they're kind of doing, you know, pictures and some type of senior honors. There's no fan, there's no parents there. And it was kind of like a melancholy feeling. They just lost. That didn't help. But, but it was kind of like a weird feeling. It's nothing, it's like nothing I really ever experienced before. Like it was, they were trying to celebrate it's their senior year and we're playing, but then it's like, there's no fans here, and we just lost a game, a close game. It was just kind of an odd feeling, and I imagine you're going to see a lot of odd differences um, as we go along here. Well, sure you are. I mean, you know, you know, these kids, and instead of starting at the end of August, and you know, now it's, you know, it's they're starting at, you know, in October, and they've all been working to get to this point, and nobody thinks they're going to lose their first game, but of course, you know, half the teams do, I, you know, and then all of a sudden you're like. Oh, what happened? I mean, you know, we're, now we're 0-1. That, that's, that's just the way it goes. And, it, it, you know, you, you just have to you know, shake it off as best you can and, and move on. Um, fortunately, you know, these days, you know, with, with the live streamings and, you know, other social media things, people, some, some people can watch the games that way. Now it's not the same. And, you know, you want to be there to, to feel it. And, but, you just and you think about like, you know, when, when the spring season was canceled, um, you know, okay, you really you really felt bad for the athletes, but there there wasn't that major sport like football is that football just you know galvanizes, you know, so many people, and then now you're taking that away, and you know, you think about the, the schools where the you know you get the huge student bodies to show up and cheer and the band and the cheerleaders, and and, and that's all gone, but I still say, you know, this is this is much better than the alternative, which is nothing. And you you think a little forward, and you you wonder, okay, will, will there be a basketball season? You know, will there be a wrestling season? You know, those things are up in the air. You know, it's going to be awfully hard to wrestle. So, I think just getting the kids, you know, the football players and the field hockey players and the soccer players and the runners, just this, you know small of a chance for any shortened seasons okay we'll take it 
because we don't know what's coming, you know, you know, tomorrow, let alone two months from now. Well, before we start breaking down a little briefly what happened on the field and what we can expect going forward this week, um, let's acknowledge the teams that aren't playing this fall, that opted not to. Um, certainly the private schools that are outside the PIAA, George School, and the Interact schools, including Germantown Academy, are not playing this fall. They opted to try and play in the spring for safety reasons. And there's some other schools, too. Obviously, the most notable ones are, are Harry S. Truman um, and Cheltenham, which are the only suburban one-league teams not playing. Morrisville out of the BAL is not playing this fall. Um, now, the Catholic League is about to start on the 16th. Um, and their schedule is still kind of coming together. It appears that some schools, you can probably figure out which ones are really focused on getting into the PIAA playoffs, while others are concentrating more on getting their as many games as humanly possible in. So I think in the next week we'll, we'll see a pretty good idea what those schedules are going to look like. And I do I also heard in the Catholic League that um, that West Catholic and, and Father Judge are playing. Um, I've heard that as well. So and there's a lot of there's probably a dozen schools outside of the. PIAA schools in District 1 that aren't playing, maybe a half dozen, who I think in the spring will try to form their own league. It's not going to be the same for them, though, and it's going to be a different experience. hurting their chances as far as getting filmed for recruiters, and, and that's just a shame that those schools have to watch. Well, it stinks if nobody's playing, but when your neighbor schools are playing, it really stinks, and so you got to feel for them. Well, absolutely. Uh, you know, because now you wonder, I you know, I don't know this. I mean, I'm just pure speculation, but if you're Truman and Cheltenham at, at first glance, maybe you're thinking, well, okay, no, if, if nobody plays, it makes the spring season a whole lot easier then, then all of a sudden, you know, the dominoes started falling the wrong way for you. And now you have all these teams playing. So it leads to the question, if you do have a spring season, you know, who are you going to play? Yeah. I don't you really know. know. That, yeah. Think, you could like, like, you know, think, Tom, so, and, 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 go ahead. I'm sorry. I think some of the Del Valle league teams, aren't back like your Chester's and your Chichester's and Academy parks. I don't believe they're back. Um, I think Morristown isn't playing. Um, so I think, and I, I don't believe, Pot, I know Pottstown was going to vote, but I don't believe they voted to come back yet. So I think there is a handful that they could have a schedule from long bus rides that they could probably put four or five games together. Um, but you really wonder at that point, are they, is, is the, is the, the passion going to be there to do it? And that's the thing that I feel bad for them about because you're right. As well as everybody, as long as everybody was canceled, there was going to be a lot of motivation for for the powers that be to really put this together. And now you wonder. Correct. Um, but you know, as we transition into into the Catholic, like I said, October October 16th is their tentative date for most of the schools. We're going to start seeing some of those. Um, obviously, when you when you talk to big schools, all in 6A this year, St. Joe's Prep, LaSalle, Wood. Um, it's going to be a kind of like a, two, a three or four game sprint to see which teams go out, which team goes on the states, but it should be pretty interesting. Yeah, I, you know, as you know, I mean, I'm a big fan of uh, keeping things localized, and you know, I, and if, if they if they did got rid of the state playoffs tomorrow, I would lose zero sleep. Um, but it, I, I don't think we needed to have the playoffs this year. I think we we just should have had to let the teams play. You know, the dis- district one's going to have a four team four team district. Well, who do you let in? Who do you let out? I mean, if you if you lost last week, are you already already eliminated? Because you, you're probably going to have several more than four undefeated teams come district playoffs, and you know who gets in. I mean, you're, you're going to have five and zero teams that don't get in and say, hey, what about us? Well, okay, well, tough. This is, I, I wish. 
I wish that District 1 and uh, District 12, for that matter, that, you know, the, the uh, LaSalle's and Woods and Preps, just said, because like the public league in District 12 isn't playing either. So it's, it's just, it's just a mess. And like District 11 came out and said, you know what? We're not going to play in the PAA playoffs. And yeah, we have Parkland and yeah, we have Easton and we got a shot to win a state title. But, you know, this is just a different kind of year and we're going to involve all of our teams within our own district and have our own tournament and the heck with you. So, yeah, I agree. You know, yeah. Good for good for them. They had they had the uh, what's the word I'm looking you know the word I'm looking for for yeah. Todd, but they had they had the guts to do it. Yeah, and I think that and certainly certainly one of the things that I've heard following the whole PIAA, we'll just call it a saga, is trying to preserve the <laughs> playoffs. Um, and you know, and there are schools that care about that, and obviously you do care. You want to go as far as you can, but right now I think you know the teams that have five game schedules want to have seven or eight game schedules. The teams that have three game schedule want to have five or six game schedule. So it's just a matter of playing, um, deciding when you're going to play and who you're going to play. But I really hope once the regular season ends that the teams in the Suburban One or the Catholic League as well take advantage of the PIAA rule that said you can play regular season games up through Thanksgiving weekend now. I hope they take advantage of that. Give those kids a chance. And they've created a little buffer for the start of the the winter season. Okay, we only have a couple minutes left. Drew, first thoughts in Suburban One week one. what are you going into next week? What is, what's the thing you're most looking forward to, or you're most intrigued about seeing based on what happened? I um I probably point to we go back to last week. You know, Nishamani beating North Penn. Uh, th- th- two really good teams. You know that you know a really a, a really good North Penn team. Uh, for Nishamani to beat them, now we'll find out. You know, Penridge. You know, knocked off West pretty handily last week. You know, West lost a lot to graduation, but still, you know, Penridge has, uh, you know, Penridge has some weapons. I'll be interested to see, you know, when Penridge and the Chamonix play Friday, you know, is, uh, you know, is Penridge for real? We'll find out. Um, Council Rock North putting up 40 last week, you know, on, uh, on Ben Salem. That was, you know, we'll, maybe, maybe they've turned things around. I like the, uh, you know, the CR South um, Quakertown matchup. We'll find out some things going on there. And uh, and also New Hope Solbury, new to the uh, new to the Suburban One League this year, um, playing up, um, I believe they're playing Upper Moreland this week. No, they played Upper Moreland last week. They played Springfield well, last week. And oh, Springfield. Played, okay. Played, Springfield. Right, you're, you're right. Yeah, that's, I mean, it's just, I tell you, those middle two conference, those smaller two conferences, the Continental and the American, are intriguing because you just don't know what's going to happen. I mean, even a weekend, I have no idea who the better teams are in that league. So we're going to have You know, I'm sure the NCAA wouldn't be thrilled if they just beat up on each other and nobody qualifies out of the national conference. Um, and that would be a shame because those are the best schools. But that will that will definitely play itself out over the next here four weeks. But um, Drew, it was good to good to get together again here, and hopefully we'll, we'll be back again next week to talk about this week's action and, and go forward. But um, for Drew Markle, this is Todd Thorpe. Follow us on Twitter, and as well as the websites, theintel.com and buckscountycouriertimes.com. This is Todd Thorpe. Have a nice day. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. 
from the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.